This show is brought to you in part by the University of Advancing Technology. UAT is a unique technology-infused private college that was founded by a geek for other geeks. Our mission is to educate students in the fields of advancing technology to become innovators of the future. UAT's campus culture is devoted to continually nurturing a thriving geek community where everyone's personal lives and professional aspirations revolve around technology. The beginning of the 21st century is an exciting time to be in the technology community. Current subjects of ongoing research and scholarship at UAT include robotics and embedded systems, artificial life programming, information and network security, game development, and other areas of advanced technology. Check them out on the web at www.uat.edu. Shoutcast streaming provided by Versus the World Productions, www.vtwproductions.com. I am Gnomewise. I am Gonora. I am Iolite. I am Daxa. I am Grail. And I am Versus You. I am Versus You. And I am Versus You. I am Versus You. And I'm Versus You. Casually Hardcore, Sundays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. GMT, only on vtwproductions.com. Okay, we think we got the uh, we think we got the PowerPoint put together for you. And a brief thing: if you uh, do get the chance, please come by our table right outside the room right afterwards. We have some uh, things like zombie cookie jars. We have a salmon max statuette. We have Curse of Monkey Island, very rare statuettes. They're uh, being offered below what the retail is, and all the profit goes to charity. We also have some DVDs and front, plenty of free posters and stuff like that. Uh, jealous skins, which do customize um, skins for your cell phones and your laptops, and we're giving away. They have a good line of Marvel comic stuff. We're giving those away uh, well with anybody who gets stuff to support. We got some skewed and reviewed T-shirts that we're giving away. So, right outside the door as soon as the panel's over. Anyway, how many of you saw our movie panel yesterday afternoon? Very good. So we'll try not to cross over on the movie things. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about games that are due in the next two years. Um, for those who didn't catch my panel yesterday, my name's Gareth. I'm the creator and editor of Skewed and Reviewed, as well as Skewed and Reviewed, the magazine. And I also appear on the BJ Shea Morning Experience, which is the top-rated morning show in Seattle, uh, which is syndicated nationwide and worldwide through iPhone and Android app, as well as net streaming. And I'm the uh, film and game guy for the show. I've been speaking at conventions for the better part of 14 years now. And uh, we just moved down uh, to Arizona two months ago. And uh, I'm opening a second office of Skewed and Reviewed. You'll see the logo on there soon. We refer to it now as Skewed and Reviewed Southwest. The Seattle office is Skewed and Reviewed Northwest. And I oversee both of the offices. And uh, we do film, game, travel, and entertainment reviews, interviews, stuff like that. Now, what we're going to do, as I said, we're talking about upcoming video games. If we don't get to everything right now, please come by the table. We'll uh, answer your questions because I'm trying to condense about two and a half hours worth of information down to about an hour and a half. Uh, a lot of the stuff we're talking about has not been officially declared to be in existence yet. Um, timing is kind of tricky in the gaming industry. They tend to be very guarded. About two weeks from now, E3 is happening in Los Angeles, which is the gigantic... Uh, Video Game Expo, PAX is larger, but because of the fact that E3 is in Los Angeles, that is where they tend to do a lot of their unveils and press releases and stuff. So as a result, a lot of companies that I deal with on a day-by-day -day basis are all just can't say anything, can't say anything, no official comment, no confirmation, nothing. 
But um, I have been able to piece together some things that are in development, and we'll also talk about what we're likely to see. So right there, that's our logo. So we can go on to the next one. There's Skewed and Reviewed Northwest. Those are the logos in the works. That's our Southwest one. And right there is Batman Arkham City. Now, everyone pretty much knows about that. That'll be shipping very soon. And it, of course, is the follow-up to Arkham Asylum. And once again, it's, you know, Batman on the loose taking on a lot of the classic bad guys, uh, award-winning game, dynamic, fluid combat system. Think, uh, you know, if you like the last one, more the same, only with better graphics and even more updates and improvements. So look for that very soon. That is Battlefield 3. That is the one that everyone's saying, is this going to be the one to finally challenge Call of Duty's uh, dominance on the war games market? And that is going to be coming out by Electronic Arts. As you can see from the uh, artwork there, it is set in the Middle East, so they are taking the page right out of the headlines. Squad-based combat, first-person shooter, solo and multiplayer functionality. Okay. And uh, that is... Sorry? Bioshock. Yes, that is Bioshock. That is correct. Sorry, from this angle I had glare, so I couldn't quite see it. Latest in the Bioshock series, this one is steampunk-based, and instead of being underwater, it is going to be set in a floating city. And they're keeping this under wraps. We are supposed to get a look at that in two weeks, so we're going to have more information on it then. But it is highly anticipated. They are talking about a Bioshock movie, but that has, of course, fallen under... Um, in development uh, forever. There, you know, nothing happening soon, let's put it that way. But one of the concerns was that because the new game is not going to be set underwater, it might complicate plans for a film because obviously they wanted to go with an underwater theme and if this series is moving away from it. Either way, as you can see, it looks like uh, you have the plasmids right there that were so popular in the game. You're still going to be able to customize and craft your weapons and that one's going to be very popular. Now, how many fans here of the Left 4 Dead series? All right. While there is no official word on Left 4 Dead 3, and uh, in a bit of a surprise, Valve Software sent out an email about a week and a half ago telling all of us that the reason they have not been sending out emails asking for... When you go to these conferences as media, a lot of the companies will send you an email asking you to reserve an appointment time to come by and do this. And the idea is that, one, they want to make sure that you cover their new games... And two, they don't want you to show up and have about 50 people ahead of you so you say, oh, forget it and move on. So they try to say, you know, like, for example, Activision has me booked for 2 o'clock. So I can come in at 2 o'clock and say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm Gareth, I'm so-and-so. And they'll take me straight to see their, you know, what they're unveiling at the show. Valve Software came out, and a lot of people expected to see Half-Life 2 Episode 3 formally announced at E3. They actually took out uh, an email to say that they are not unveiling anything new at E3. So everyone's like, wow, no new property, no Half-Life 2 Episode 3, no Left 4 Dead 3. Boy, this is puzzling. But you have this game here, which is a game called Dead Island. It's not made by Valve Software, obviously. But uh, it is a four-person co-op zombie survival game. Sound familiar? <laughs> except this one is set on a tropical resort. Now, it 
looks to me like you have a little bit of the Dead Rising element to it as well. And for those of you who haven't played it, Dead Rising is a fantastic game from Capcom. The sequel is great because you can customize your own weapons. Uh, you're in a Vegas-style city, and one of my absolute favorite weapons is the spiked baseball bat or the bucket with the power drills where you just drop it on their heads and have, have fun with that. Um, the football with the dynamite on it's pretty nice too, but as you can see there, she's got an axe and she's, got it, she's ready to grind, so we'll see how that one plays out. Uh, we're going to be seeing a lot of that soon. This is one that's had pretty good word of mouth building up to it, and we're expecting to hear a lot about that very soon. So that's your big zombie uh, bashing game. And of course, there's another Resident Evil coming, but we'll get to that. Okay, so anyone have an idea what that one is? Diablo 3. How many people think you're going to see it this year? There we go. Good answer. Yeah, we, we've been told that it is not going to ship in 2011. You'll probably see that in 2012. Have more details on that at BlizzCon, but I do know they are getting into uh, beta, advanced beta testing on that pretty soon. So looking forward to that. What I've seen of it and what I've played of it has been a lot of fun, and I definitely like the ability to do co-op with your buddies and go on the missions, drop in and out. Uh, the interface to it is much more streamlined. Um, than the last one, because you know you constantly had to manipulate combat with the objects and the mana, and they've really worked to streamline that. Okay, let's go into the next one. Now, how many? Who knows what this is? There you go, Elder Scrolls V. That is going to be gigantic, and yes, we're going to get to see that at E3. They've already confirmed they're going to let us have a look at uh, Rage. Prey 2 and that one, and I cannot wait to have a look at it. By the way, if anyone wants info on Rage or Prey 2, we have full in-depth interviews on the website right now that we uh, conducted. Uh, get to they said they're planning on it, but nothing's been uh, confirmed yet. Okay, next one. Yes. Now, we've got the latest trailer on our website, and uh, they have a multiplayer mode that I'm really... Uh, excited about. It's called Contraction, and it's not the standard deathmatch, team deathmatch, whatever. What it is, it's a co-op situation where every time Alma goes into Contractions, waves of these horrifically bad things are unleashed at you, and you have to work together to survive, and if you think, oh, I'm going to go hide in the corner, and, you know, ha, 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 that'll carry me through... Alma herself will pop up and take you out now and then if you're not being active enough and contributing to the betterment of the mission. Yeah, so we, we, it, you got to see the trailer. It's pretty intense. Now, obviously, Fear 3, third chapter in the series, not counting the add-on packs and stuff. Uh, you again, on the right, you see the individual with the beard? That's the point man from the first game with his helmet off. That's what they decided he was going to look like. They said, you know... Let's do something really crazy and have him be this, you know, scraggly mountain man looking guy once his helmet was off. The guy on the left is his brother Paxton, who, yes, indeed, still has the bullet hole in the middle of his head and is back in a supernatural element. One of the interesting parts of the game is that you can play as either Paxton or the point man. There's a, you know, a, like the console version, I played a, a very rough version of it last summer, where as Paxton, you could take over someone. And you had these supernatural powers as the point man, obviously, you run and gun. You still have your bullet time powers. And, of course, there's the gigantic mech system suits. I went into a big suit of combat armor, walked through a house, and it was pretty nice crunching down walls, letting loose rockets and machine gun fire in point-blank range. It still has the very advanced AI that the first one had where the bad guys will jump out 
uh, windows. They'll duck, you know, knock over tables for cover, spray fire over the top, and you're going to be seeing that. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You're going to see that very, very soon, and that one I'm really looking forward to. I think the multiplay alone is going to be fantastic, and it is, is uh, pretty creepy. I can tell you this. John Carpenter apparently had a hand with uh, overseeing the storyline for the game. So they're, they're really going out. Okay. Guild Wars 2, long in development. Yes, it's still coming. We'll have more details on that soon. Half-Life 2, Episode 3. They keep, they keep saying it's coming. That's the million-dollar question. Yeah. Not true. They've still said it's coming. They still said it's coming. Next slide. That was the first that was released from Valve Software. That's the first and so far only officially sanctioned image from Half-Life 2, Episode 3. The last statement they had on it is that the gap between Half-Life 2, Episode 2, and Episode 3 would be longer than the gap between Half-Life and Half-Life 2. But we have been told it's still in the planning stages, although there are some that say that what they may do is release it as Half-Life 3, which would be Half-Life 2, Episode 1, 2, and it all together in a bundled game. But, you know, at this point, though, as you said, since we haven't seen anything yet, there's all these subjects, they won't talk about it. Um, we do know that there is a connection to it with Portal um, 2 because, the, you know, the vehicle, the Borealis, is tied in. That uh, last slide you saw there, we can, we can go back and move on to the next one. Okay. S similar, to, similar to the last one is what I heard. Yeah. It does make you wonder because, uh, you know, the last, I mean, here's the thing. Obviously, they sold well, so sales aren't an issue. The last game ended on a cliffhanger. They clearly were setting the events into motion for the next game, for this, uh, the next chapter for the storyline, and they've said that there is a correlation between the Portal universe. If anybody has played Portal 2, they pretty much scream right in your face that the boat that they were looking to go to... Right. The, they're, the, obviously, the connections are right there. So I think it's a matter of when rather than if, but it does raise the question. Excuse me? Makes you wonder. But the question that you keep wondering is why? You know, why is there so much silence and why is there so long? Because they're a company that's known for being very quiet about their projects, but when they do come, they're top notch. So that's the big question. If you're not if you're not working on a Left 4 Dead 3, what are you working on? Is it Half-Life? Is it a new intellectual property? What's going on? So, wait and see. No. Right, and if you look around in Portal 2, you will find the dock for the ship, too. But, anyway, on to the next one. Oh. Now, this is uh, Star Tours 2 3D opening uh, next week at Disneyland. 254 different ride combinations set in the prequel universe. You can be underwater for one. You could be on Hoth for another. You could be pod racing for another. You could be fighting Django Fett in another. Uh, you know, all new 3D advanced system. And like I said, branching storylines, multiple missions. So it's not going to be like the old one where you get the same mission every single time. They... That's what they've said. So, uh, Mass Effect 3, 
No, no explanation needed. We're going to be seeing a lot of that. PC Gamer has a story on it right now. You're going to be seeing a lot of that uh, in the next two weeks after E3. That is Prey 2. Now, you do not play the same character in Prey 2. You play a bounty hunter. They are not going to do the portal technology. And there is no multiplayer in the game. But it's a very detailed combat system where, for example, you may have to bring in bounties alive rather than dead. So you have to learn to disable and incapacitate rather than just kill everything in sight. You have to craft and customize your weapons. Again, this is one they're keeping under a lot of wraps. They've only done a little bit about it. Uh, we did get an interview. It's on the, as I said, it's on the site where they go into the details about it. Um, and, of course, we're going to get a hands-on. We've been told in two weeks we get an actual hands-on playtest D3, so we'll have more information about that soon. Hopefully we'll have some video from it. Okay, so who knows what that is? <laughs> yes. Old Republic coming along looks really good. I got to play a little bit of it PAX last year. I'm not a big fan of the massive online games simply because I don't have the time to play six to eight hours a day and do the level grinding and that sort of thing. The mission that I played, I was running around a Sith temple on Korriban, and I can tell you this, it looks very nice and it plays very smoothly. And the whole time I was playing it, I kept thinking, wow, this is just one little tiny submission of one planet, and if I can truly go anywhere I want, be a Sith or a Jedi, be a bounty hunter, be one of the supporting classes, this one's got a lot of potential. It's done by uh, BioWare and LucasArts. BioWare are the guys who did the Knights of the Old Republic series. Never have made a bad game in their life. So uh, a lot of people are really looking forward to this. We should be seeing a lot more of that in the coming months. But, you know, as you know, you... Looking at the Old Republic, like the title says, you get to be good, bad, take on uh, the Sith when they were all over the place. You can be a Sith, you can be a Jedi. Have fun with it. Now, this is supposed to be the first of the big bombshells that are going to be announced at E3. Nintendo's got a, a press conference the first morning of the show, invitation only. They aren't officially coming out and saying it, but uh, many people say that what they're referring to is either We Too or, as its code name, Project Cafe, is going to be announced. There's a lot of speculation as to exactly what it's going to involve, but obviously it's their next console. Speculation is that it does have Blu-ray technology. It will have better graphics and more Internet connectivity because they are, I mean, they're lagging behind the PS3 and the Xbox, and so they are, this is their new console to try to get into the game and compete with it. A lot of it's rumor and speculation, but you know we've been told it is definitely going to be announced in two weeks. Yes. Boom. What happened? There you go. How many people think you're going to see that in 2011? I want. <laughs> Not going to see it, but that's the next one. Meet, so you'll get more details on BlizzCon, I'm sure, in October on that, but we will be seeing that. That's the next chapter of the three planned StarCraft II uh, games. And we're right back to the top. So that concludes the slideshow portion. So now we're going to talk about some of the other games, and of course we'll have questions. Um, Infamous 2 is shipping in just a couple weeks for the PS3. 
I have seen it. If you like blasting things in the swamp, it's definitely uh, something you're going to want to see. Question back there? Nope. Okay. Uh, we mentioned Half-Life 2. There's rumors that, I, I want to address this right now, a lot of people have said, well, what's happening with the PlayStation 4? We've heard it's in development. We've heard, you know, the Xbox 720's in development. So let me clarify what's going on with that. Any game company always has a new system in development. Now, whether or not it's anything more than a couple notes and sketches in, an, in a development engineer's handbook is another question because there is a long development cycle. Sony said that the plan was for the PS3 to have a 10-year lifespan. It's roughly at about almost five years right now. The idea is that since they have tons of free updates, I mean, they've already taken the Blu-ray player and updated it to a 3D Blu-ray player to better optics. They found ways to enhance the graphics and stuff through software updates. They think they've got a long road, you know, with it still. A recent article from an industry insider says that they think it, uh, you know, there's a lot of speculation over which one's better, which one's this. Worldwide sales-wise, the PS3 is your top one right now. One of the, um, an independent article from an analyst has said that they think they are poised to dominate the market. And what they're saying is the real key to this is that they are going to unleash a ton of uh, what they refer to as proprietary titles, meaning that you can't get anywhere else but on their system. You got Uncharted 3 coming. You've got, um, you know, there's all the, these other rumored titles. You got Infamous 2 coming. There is one that they aren't saying what it is, but they said our new intellectual property is going to be unveiled at E3. There's rumored to be tons, at least 15 to 20 a-level titles that are going to be PlayStation exclusive coming out. There are tons of Move exclusive games. Because remember, this is the one big advantage they have. If you want to play, let's take Call of Duty 3, for example. You cannot play that with the Kinect. You can play it with the PlayStation Move because they have not only the motion control, they have a directional control that comes with it. There are rumors that you won't be able to play it on the Wii because the Wii is not going to be strong enough to provide to play the game, you know, to properly uh, present the game. So therefore, they may not do a Wii version of that. These are all things that are sitting very well in Sony's favor, so they're taking advantage of it. There's a lot of talk that since they've got the Blu-ray as their core technology, the Blu-ray disc can hold several times what a conventional game disc is they are going to start to be able to make games that are so much bigger and longer that if you were to put it on the Xbox, it would be on two to three discs. There is a game in development from Rockstar who do the Grand Theft Auto series that supposedly is PlayStation exclusive. So there's a lot of good stuff coming. And, uh, the, of course, you know, the great thing about that is obviously the other guys are going to have to step up their game and come out with something to try to, you know, stay in the game. And it's just going to make... You know, for gamers everywhere, we're going to be the ones that come out on the plus side of that. Uh, another thing that's coming out is um, we mentioned there's a new Command & Conquer game currently in development. Now, this is ultra top secret. It's in the very early stages. They aren't even saying if it's Command & Conquer Red Alert or if it's new Command & Conquer. Command & Conquer 4 was a disappointment um, from a sales and critical standpoint. They had said that would resolve the Tiberium storyline, but they are not saying whether or not Kane and all of them are gone for good or not. The fact is, they you know they tried a Command and Conquer game without Kane, which was Generals, didn't do as well. But when they brought them all back with Command and Conquer Three in the cutscene videos, it was a huge hit. 
So we'll see. This one here we talked about yesterday. It is currently in, uh, there's early talks on turning this into a film franchise. There's been no official comment that this does exist, but I can tell you that the developers had mentioned that the planning for it was already underway before the last one came out. And according to some high-tech recruiting sites, the company has, this division of the company recently put out a bunch of help-wanted ads for developers and such. So we've been told by, by good, very good sources that you can pretty much bet Dead Space 3 is well into the planning stages and development. Obviously not going to see it this year, but possibly late next year or the year after you'll see that. So looking forward to that. Uh, new StarCraft we talked about. Now this one here, this one here is going to be the big thing. About two years ago, we were tipped off that Blizzard had a new game in development, unrelated to any of their other games. We've been told it's a new massive online game, but it's science fiction related. At least that's the rumor. They won't discuss it. And I mean, the first thought when we first heard this said, okay, they're taking StarCraft as an MMORPG. Maybe, you know, when StarCraft Ghost bit the dust, maybe they decided to take this or, you know, Warcraft Adventures combine the two, something like that. So, um, like the Warcraft movie, that we know it's there, but nobody wants to talk about it, uh, that's where we are, and once again, it's the old... We, we expected a lot of news on Warcraft, the movie, last year at BlizzCon, and it basically consisted of, do you have any questions? Yeah, what about the Warcraft movie? Oh, yeah, it's, it, it's happening. We can't tell you anymore. Thank you. And that was about all they had to say about it, so... Uh, you know, the, the MMORPG was brought up and it was, uh, yeah, we're not prepared to talk about it at this time. And so, you know, that's kind of the thing. It, it's kind of the running joke. There were some people that um, got a hold of a development schedule for the company with projected release dates for the next three years. And uh, there was some accuracy to it because it had things that had already come out. And it mentioned the new MMORPG. It didn't have a title. It just said new MMORPG on this date, so everyone's like, aha, right between, you know, right after Diablo 3 and before this and so on. So, either way, no shocker, there's one in the planning stages. The shocker is going to be what it is and when are we going to see it. But, of course, fear not, you're not going to see an end to World of Warcraft anytime soon, not with, what is it now, 11 million subscribers? Yeah. Over 11 million subscribers. It's just absolutely insane how popular that thing still is. So, not, not that it's a bad game, it's just you know, there you go. Okay, so we got a lot more to do here, but so I'd rather uh, spend the time here talking about the stuff that you want to know about because, uh, you know, we can talk about what ifs and whatever, but I'd rather hear what you're most interested in. So, uh, when is the third game that Green Call is They haven't announced it yet. Really? Yep. Mm hmm. Yeah, in the back. Oh, I heard the fall is the plan for it. Late summer of the fall, it is coming out because we just did get an update on that the other day. Yeah. The Tribes games, we were, I want to say October was the last I heard, but that could change. You know, again, that's another one of those where they shoot for a target date. When I worked in the industry, the running joke was whenever they give you a release date, add six months to it. And that's, that's a safe bet. Um, it's, it's one of those, you know, you know what's coming. 
we sh- it's a, it's going to be one of those you'll probably hear a lot about in the next two weeks. Is that the thing about E3 that is so frustrating? Is that they all button up for about six weeks before the thing. You'll get unless the game is coming out now. Like for example, I will get outside of come see us at E3. I get things on. Hey, come check out Infamous Two. It's coming out in June. Hey, Brink's coming out. Hey, here's our you know here's the trailers for Duke Nukem Forever. Here's the, um, hey, Duke Nukem Forever's Gone Gold. It's going to be out in June. Here's the video for, um, you know, Fear 3. All, all the things that you know are coming. All these other things that you are sitting there going, huh, now what's happening with that? Nothing said. Last couple weeks, we've had a lot of action on the Call of Duty series, a lot of talk about that. And that's kind of the thing that gets so frustrating is that they, they get very quiet. And then E3 comes out, and you are flooded with press releases, video clips, everything, and then they stop. And there's nothing more frustrating when they talk you up for four days about how great this game is and how wonderful it is. Come and see it, and then you, after the conference, go and say, hey, I'd like to do an interview or ask some follow-up questions. Oh, we're not taking any more questions at this time. It's like, huh? You know, for three days, you couldn't stop talking about it. Now that I want to follow up and ask more questions, we're not talking about it right now. And then later in the summer, they come roaring back with it. So that's, that's what's frustrating. They'll give you these little nuggets to tease you. But, you know, hard facts are very elusive right now. And I don't like to deal with, I don't like to deal with the rumors too much until there's something substantial behind it. But, yeah. Do you think there's any truth to uh, The Witcher 2 coming to 360? I'm sorry, which one? The Witcher 2. <sighs> yeah. Possibly. I think you might see that. Yeah. The one by Sega, right? Yeah. yeah. That's also following into that category. We're getting the Come See Sega's new releases. Well, let's see what we got. Yeah. We know they've got a Thor video game. We know they got a Captain America game. And we know that they've got Conduit 2. Everything beyond that is all come to the booth and we'll talk to you about it. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, remember, there's been some, a lot of Sonic titles in the last few months, too, as well. Exactly. What do you got? Uh, nothing on that. Nothing on that right now. Uh, one of the things that you're not seeing with technology right now, and this is, you know, a lot of people, we know that at the um, E3, they're gonna t- you're going to see the new uh, PlayStation portable and that sort of thing. One of the arguments about why you're not going to see new consoles and stuff right now, aside from the fact that there's no need for them, is, for example, if they were to roll out a new PlayStation right now, you're probably looking at $600. And as they said, who in this economy outside of the diehards is going to hold throw down $600 when the market has been established that if you wait two years, it'll be down in the $299, $399 range. And so that's kind of the, the thing. And, of course, you know, you can get into that whole marketing thing of we got to do value and we got to do this. But, I mean, let's be honest. PlayStation 3, when it came out, was expensive, but as we did a breakdown on it, 
if you added like we actually did a breakdown because that was one of the big arguments was oh my god it's so expensive but we took the xbox 360 and said by the time you put on the hard drive the wi-fi adapter you put on the hd um you know player it actually costs more money than buying the ps3 and so what they chose to do, rather than make you buy it a la carte, is said, we're going to give it to you all at once. But nonetheless, it was still, I think the final price was somewhere like 750 for the Xbox and 599 for the PS3 to get them loaded out. Well, obviously, as time and technology is caught up and these things aren't as cutting edge as they were, what are they now, 299 if I remember correctly, for a, yeah, 299 for a PS3, in which, you know, not a bad deal, and the Xboxes are about. I think you can get the four gig Connect system for about two ninety nine now. So, you know, time and money. But that's the thing. Everybody wants to wait for a time when they can have the best possible sales. Yeah. Nothing yet on that. Nothing yet. Yeah. Rumors. Nothing confirmed yet. Yeah, that you know that is a very good question. I'm thank you so much for bringing that up because that that is a very hotbed question. He, he, the gentleman was asking about downloadable content for the systems. Um, here, here's my take on that, and it, it's not very popular. I, I, while I have the consoles, the the PC is still my preferred platform of choice. As a PC user, I got very used to the fact that patches were free. If I wanted additional content like more missions, that sort of thing, that would be an add-on pack that they would release and you would buy for $19.99, $29.99, whatever. The consoles started the whole process of, well, hey, we'll give you new costumes, we'll give you new missions, we'll give you this, that, and you can get that for anywhere from $6.99 to $19.99. And I, I was okay with that because my thought was, all right, if you're... You know, if you're a dedicated gamer and you finish the game and you say, you know what, I would like a few more multiplayer maps, I can understand. I mean, it does cost money to develop these things. You do have to take your developers off their current projects to do it. And there you go. What I started to have a problem with is when on the, on the PC, and here was always the argument, to do it for a console... They had to go through the Xbox network or the PlayStation network. That took up bandwidth. Therefore, they had to charge the money, took up storage space. On the Internet, since that was not you know, held by one specific company, it was always free. When they started charging for new maps for Call of Duty on the PC, that's when it started to change everything. Because, again, you come down to the old... You still have your game. It comes with multiplayer maps. You can go out and get free custom maps if you want. If you want to use the official maps, you have to pay. And on you know, one hand, I say as a PC user who's bought the game, that's supposed to be a bonus. Thank you for your loyalty, for playing the game, so on and so forth. On the other hand, it does, you know, I understand there's a huge cost involved with it. My concern is that I don't want to see games coming like they are for certain consoles. For example, 
hi, enjoy this game for the Xbox, but if you want to play it online, you need to have an Xbox Gold or better membership. Sure, it may only be five bucks or so a month, but I don't like the notion of having to pay a fee above and beyond your internet cost for playing a game online. I mean, I'm not talking MMOPGs, and I, th I am concerned that there, we might be opening a box that, hey, enjoy you know, Call of Duty, enjoy Battlefield, enjoy whatever, but if you want to play online death matches and, the, and have the rankings, you're going to have to pay and go through our servers. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. I, I, I think that uh, there should be a certain amount of content that is provided free, and I think anything above that is fair game for, for cost. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, again, it's it's the the way I, I look at it is I understand why they do it, but I I do believe that if you pay fifty nine ninety nine for a game, thirty nine ninety nine, whatever, if it has a multiplayer component to it, you should be allowed to get to the multiplayer component included free of charge. If they want to have like premium content and say, hey, we're going to give you you know, these super high fast servers with all this bonus and stuff, but you're gonna have to pay extra for it, that's fine. But at the very least, you gotta give people a basic level of play. So, yeah. Um, I actually wanted to ask uh, if you had any new information on what's going on with Silicon Knights. I recently read that uh, they finally got the go ahead for their lawsuit against Epic and other companies like Disney and stuff for the stuff that they got the same treatment. Um, and also various other projects like the X-Men they've been working on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a, a lot of it's held up. There's an actor that uh, we know. He's done a lot of. Uh, wouldn't know him in the states. Big, big, big name up in Canada, and he is uh, involved with one of their new games. And I can tell you that about a year and a half ago, we did the interview when he was talking about his involvement in their new game, and there's been nothing since. Everything's all held up in the fun never never land waiting for the day for it to be resolved so unfortunately nothing new other than it's an ongoing issue uh yeah in the back okay uh you oh sir go ahead PC's not going anywhere. It's still the major industry out there. They talk all they want about the consoles and all that, but remember, yet to see a console that can pull off World of Warcraft. It's still a multi-billion dollar industry out there, so the PCs are not going anywhere. Yeah. Yes, uh, we'll talk about that in just one second. Yeah, in the, right there. I'm sorry, what is it? It just got blended into the uh, chips, that's all. No, it's, you know, it's one of those things that's very subtly put into the games. They don't talk about it. You know, the ragdoll physics and all that kind of stuff. They don't talk about it per se anymore. It's just like there are a lot of games that's just in there. There's nothing specific. It's kind of like DirectX 11. We're still waiting for all the DirectX 11 games, but you know, the cards are capable of doing it. A lot of time, NVIDIA is famous for this. They're always ahead of the curve. They have the cards out before the developers have the time to catch up with them. Gears of War movie is in development. Uh, 
discussion stages. Nothing firm yet. Gears of War 3 is coming soon. I uh, want to make sure we don't run out of time for this. We'll get to the questions, but we did have some uh, questions about uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. It's actually a very interesting setup. It is developed by two different uh, developers. Oh, boy. Let's see. How, how do I say this without getting into trouble? Okay. <laughs> there are two developers. Activision is the publisher, the big parent company, the big money, one of the two biggest. Activision and Activision Blizzard slash Electronic Arts are the two biggest uh, gaming developers in the world right now. Activision has two companies, Treyarch and Infinity Ward, who make the Call of Duty games. This started right around Call of Duty 3. Infinity Ward were the guys who started the series and they came up with a very successful plan of that, you know, literally both companies are developing games so they can put out a new one every single year because, you know, for example, Infinity Ward puts out Modern Warfare 1. They immediately got to work soon after on Modern Warfare 2. While they were doing that, after the Call of Duty 3 game had come out, Treyarch was already at work on World at War, so the idea behind it was they had two years knowing that the following year, one company puts it out while the other company's in development. The other one has the game out, so they're, like, staggered. It's roughly a two-year development cycle, two different companies. Depending on who you believe, there was apparently some fallout with some of the head, head people at Infinity Ward after Modern Warfare 2. Apparently, the argument broke out over, you know, with record sales of the game, where's our money, where's our bonuses? And this involved, apparently, head people at Infinity Ward being forced out. Last Call of Duty game was Call of Duty Black Ops and um, as you know um, record sales in that. Activision announced a new division called Sledgehammer Games and it came out that they would be developing a new Call of Duty title. Then speculation came up that well with the changes that happened at Infinity Ward they can't possibly have a new game ready in time. And uh, what happened was they brought in Sledgehammer Games to work on it and they brought in Infinity Ward. So you have the two of them that are working on Call of Duty. But what I have been told is that one is doing the storyline, the other one is doing the multiplayer. And, you know, at some point they'll overlap and put it all together. So they, they've been very adamant it is coming out on November 8th. It's not going to change. Modern Warfare 3 is going to be set in Europe. If uh, you've seen the trailers, they show them going through London, going through Paris, going through Germany. Obviously set in the new fu near future. It's not going to change any of the formats that you know. You'll play, obviously, one character from one side, and you'll go through it against a storyline that, like all of them, you start, you know, you could be a Russian, you could be a, a Brit, you can be an American, and then all the storylines fuse together. It's going to have the, you know upgrades the customizable weapons and it's going to have the multiplayer. I'm told they're bringing the tactical nuke back as one of your killstreak bonuses and there's things like mortar strikes. You know, it's basically if you played the Call of Duty games, you know what you're getting. And it's just going to be more of the hard-edged and it, you know, near future urban warfare except this time they're going away from Russia and the Middle East and I'm told they're going to focus a lot more on uh, on Europe in this one. It looks fantastic, and uh, they've told us that we are actually going to get to see it in two weeks at E3, so I get something other than a trailer, and I'm really looking forward to that, although I joke with them. I said, if I do get to play it and all I get is a knife, I'm not going to be too happy, because uh, they have... Has anybody played uh, the challenge modes on Black Ops? 
they have this one where you get a pistol with one bullet and a knife, that's it. And you don't get anything else until you take the other guy out and take his bullet. It is no fun being in a map where you have guys who can't shoot straight and they all fire their one shot, so they're all standing around in a courtyard with their knives out waiting for some genius to make a move so they can, you know, while two guys tangle, one guy will come up and stick the guy in the back, take his bullet, and try to shoot the other guy while he turns around. Yeah. Talk about it. It's, it's ineptness personified. Yeah. And what? They aren't saying. Yeah, they aren't saying that. I would hope co-op or something. The, the, the trick is with Mass Effect, it is such an epically large game that that is kind of the problem with it. Do you know they had recently a stat saying that they believe 78% of the people still haven't finished the game? Yeah, because it's just, it's so big, but, you know, there you go. Yeah. That's uh, well in development. They've given a few teaser trailers about that, and we're going to see a lot of that at E3. But Operation Raccoon City is definitely well underway. Yeah. What about Sorry, which one? Nothing yet on that. Yeah. Yeah, what about it? No, nothing on that. Nothing on that, yeah. Yeah, they said they plan for new zombie packs. They haven't announced it for the uh, next one. There, there's, jeez, um, I'm forgetting the, the name of it. There's another uh, tactical map pack that is coming for the PC version of Black Ops, and it has a, it has a zombie thing in it. I, I can tell you this about it. It was in, um, you have, jeez, um, try to get the names right here. You got um, Michelle, Sarah Michelle Geller. Danny Trujillo, Robert Englund, and um, John, uh, Booker, I think his name was. Um, and then you have, um, oh, geez, I'm drawing a blank. George Romero himself comes on as the king of the zombies, and you have to battle him out. But, And the funny thing is, all these classic horror iconic people, they play themselves, so it's got their voices. So it's, like, clever that Robert Englund actually has a pitchfork as one of his weapons, and... Danny Trujillo's got, you know, double machetes and stuff like that, and, you know, we all know what Buffy has. Yeah. I got that on Xbox 360. Yeah, everybody's been raving about this, saying, well worth the 15 bucks. Yeah. Nothing on it at all. At all, unfortunately. Mm. I'd love to see it, but unfortunately, I don't think we're going to see it any time because, yeah, it's it's odd because you wonder. Here's the thing about them: they're a very very smart company. They don't play around with rushing anything out. They take their time with it. But you do have to wonder, you know, what exactly is going on with Half-Life? Why has there been such a delay? Why has there been such a lack of silence? And it's not like the title hasn't been announced. It's not like people don't know about it. Why is there so much silence right now? And that's the big question. I, you know, I, I ask questions like, for example, there are rumors, but nothing definite. 
You put out Left 4 Dead, it was a massive hit, and in breaking with what your current policy is, they had a sequel a year later. Sequel was a massive hit, extremely well received. Now nothing. Haven't even heard about down, a new downloadable content or mission for it in ages. So what's going on? Yeah, go figure. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Probably not. Don't think so. Yeah. Borderlands 2. Good question. This is one of those that everyone believes it's coming, but there's no official word on it. This is what I can tell you. Let me give you a, a brief story about Duke Nukem. Um, it, uh, it does exist, by the way, and it's absolutely hysterical. It's, it's fantastic. What I, I got to play two missions of it and just couldn't stop laughing. Um, in a good way, not in a bad way. But, uh, yeah. Duke has got the best one-liners in this thing ever, and he's got vehicles, and his Duke trucks and everything are just amazing. But... Um, it's interesting how it all works out. The, the long and short of it was almost 14 years ago, they set out to make this game on the Quake 2 engine. They kept changing it around. They kept upgrading the engine, so on and so forth. After about seven years, everybody said, oh, yeah, this is garbage. We'll never see it again. You'd hear these rumors and all that. And then about a year and a half ago, it came out that all production stopped simply because the developer needed more money, the publisher said, nope, that's it. A rumor has it that a you know, legal battle ensued over who has the, you know, we want the what was rumored to be 80% done code at the time. No, you can't have it, blah, 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 blah. Well, that's the reason the legal Yeah, it was, it, was well, it was well over budget, and they wanted even more money on it, and there was no... Right. Right. And they sued for custody on that. They were sued for development costs. They were sued for breach of contract, for failure to deliver a product. What happened was Randy Pitchford, who is the head of Gearbox, who, as you know, put out Borderlands, did the um, Opposing Force game, and they've done a ton of stuff. 2K is their developer. Now, this is what's not widely known. Randy got his start in the business working on Duke Nukem, Forever, uh, Duke Nukem 3D. He said that he had heard, and it turned out to be apparently true, that the, you know, the developers shut down, they were done, but the heads were still literally in their basement trying to you know, cobble this game together and get it done. They just you know, would not let Duke Nukem die. Now, as Randy said, since Gearbox has an extremely good reputation, and as he said... We made a lot of money for 2K with our last few games. He stepped in and said, look, you guys know me, you trust me. 2K, you know me, you trust me. How would you feel if we took over the Duke Nukem franchise? We went out and we hired the key people from the original developers. We made them Gearbox employees. We put this thing together. We give you the money. We get this thing finished, and in the future, we'll, you know, will take over the, the Duke franchise, and apparently that was acceptable to everybody. And they put 
all of their resources. I'm not sure if it was all, but I've been told it was pretty darn near all of their resources into getting Duke Nukem finished and forever. And I don't know if you've seen the uh, trailer. It is absolutely one of the most brilliant trailers ever. Randy was at PAX last year talking the game up, and they have this great video where he's sitting there in front of the Duke Nukem stand, and it says Duke Nukem forever coming March, and I, I forget the, or, or May, it comes today, and he's talking away, and he's, oh, it's amazing, the game they said will never ship, Vaporware, it's really going to happen, and he goes to the video, and you you know, you know show the developers playing it, and they're testing it, and he says, I'm guaranteeing you, this is going to happen, it's finally here, and then as it, behind him, someone changes the date from May to June, and he turns around and goes, Mother, and there's this big beep, and he goes, "Why am I the last?" God damn! He storms off, and he goes, and he goes, you know, and then it says like, you know, Duke can't be rushed, June 2011, and uh, they they sent us an email about a week ago saying, "Okay, guys, it's it's done." It, it is gone gold. It's at manufacturing. It is going to be there. I know you've been waiting. No jokes. No April Fools. It is done. It is coming, and it is going to be absolutely fantastic. So. And I can tell you it's going to upset a lot of people. <laughs> you know, we were just, just watching the trailer. It was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then they, they go, now we're going to let you go in the other room and play it for 10 minutes. And just when you open in front of the urinal, that gives you an idea of what, where the game's going. So, yeah, right there. Uh, it's early development, nothing set, definitely. In the blue? <sighs> I, rumors, nothing definite, upgraded. It, it, you know, I think it's good. I think uh, it's a, it's a popular franchise. You've got the next generation systems that'll really make it shine. So, looking forward to seeing it. Green in the back. I'm sorry, the space what game? Ooh, that is a good question. Uh, nothing definite on that. I've heard it is coming though. Uh, let me see what else. Um, you, well, actually, I got to tell you about this. Do you guys know about Rage? Yeah, Rage is. Uh, we're gonna see that at E3 as well. Very curious to see how they pull this one off. It's from the guys who do um, Quake and Doom. It's a post-apocalypse 3D shooter, but it also has a customized car combat racing element to it. So basically. Think, think Mad Max, where you can get out of your car and just wail on someone. But apparently, obviously, missions will be set in buildings. Now, as they said, you know, you'll be, you may go through several parts of the games where you're on foot with the weapons and stuff like that. And then there will be other parts where you go through and you have weapons and, you know, in the cars and the racing and the combat. And we got an interview actually last summer and I asked him, I said, uh, you know, how are you going to do this for multiplayer? And he said that we're still trying to figure out where that's the big question right now is how they, you know, are we going to have cars in the multiplayer? Are we going to have like cars only missions, guns only missions? Because truthfully, if I can chase a guy around with a dune buggy loaded with a rocket launcher and a machine gun, run the guy over or pin him to the wall and then step out and shoot him, I'll do it. I mean, it's just, you know. Yeah, that's just the way, I'm sorry, it may not be the nice way to do things, but they also have the, kind of like the, um, uh, in Black Ops, you know how they have the little remote-controlled car with the C4? They they have something like that, similar, a little walking thing, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be good, but. 
Oh, yeah, blood and guts are just the, the way to go for these things. Yeah, in the back there. Uh, some talk about it. There's been some. Nothing, nothing firm on it. Um, I expect the big, the big thing that we're expecting right now is there's, all, there's kind of all the stuff that you know or you've heard rumors of, but now's the time that there are... The next couple of weeks is when you're going to see somebody who can actually make a name for themselves. Because the interesting thing about E3 is that it is not the biggest game conference in the world. PAX is bigger, and the Tokyo Game Developers Conference is bigger. The reason E3 gets all of the attention is very simple. PAX is in Seattle, PAX is in Boston. E3 is in Los Angeles. That's where all the media outlets are. They don't have to send people around the country and put them up in hotel rooms. They literally say, hey, guys, drive down from your office for the day, go to the convention center, drive back. And, of course, a lot of the gaming development companies are also in Southern California as well. So because it's also at the time of year it is, it becomes kind of like Comic-Con. It is a, uh, it's a central place that the media can ease the, you know, the media centers, which are all headquartered in L.A. and New York and that, but the L.A. ones all have offices right there. They can immediately go there. The developers don't have to travel their stuff across the country to set it up. And that is the one, and they have the big, you know, they have the venue. That is why a lot of people, they choose that place to make their announcements. And so while you'll have some where they're saying, come see this, come do that, you can guess there's probably at least a dozen things right now that we've never heard of that they're sitting right now that in two weeks they're going to drop on you and all of a sudden you're going to start hearing hey guess what this was announced because you know getting back to Duke Nukem forever we heard that it was in development and that we heard that a there were rumors that Gearbox was involved in trying to take it over Day one at PAX, we were, we were actually at the Alienware booth looking over the new 3D monitors. My wife walked over to me and said, Duke Nukem's here. And I said, oh, you see a guy in a costume? She said, no, there's a booth over there. And I said, oh, is it you know, the re-release? Is it Xbox Live? And she said, no, I don't think so. You go there, there was a black cubicle covered with Duke Nukem pictures, a line all the way around it. And when you get to the front of it, Duke Nukem forever. And that's how they basically broke multiple years of silence. And it was, oh, your press, your time is 5.30, come back. Thank you very much. And so there you go. Yeah? Uh, I was just wondering, like, do you think, like, after Duke Nukem, the box will start like, announcing the Colonial Marines? Or, uh, yeah, Colonial, good, good call on Colonial Marines. This is what I can tell you on that. Um, Sega's being tight-lipped about it. Obviously, we've heard it's in development. You know, it was started, it was shut down. We've heard it's moving forward. We've heard that a company that is known for doing role-playing games is actually working on an alien property right now. So go figure. Yeah, in the back there. I'm sorry, who? Yeah, supposedly. Yes. I cer- yep. Yes. I don't believe so. <laughs> Remember, folks, in case you forget, don't. Um, 
We're up against it on time, but just come out to the table. Don't forget to have a look at the zombie cookie jars, the Salmon Mac stuff, uh, the freebies, and all of that, and we'll go over some more stuff. And also, check the site, because it's where you're going to have all of the E3 stuff and all of these questions are going to be answered. Hi, folks. This is the Emperor. I'm here to remind you to listen to the Emperor's Court every Saturday from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern right here at vtwproductions.com. That's the Emperor's Court. Your three-hour break from Internet porn.